Hello and greetings. We are back for a new season and new calendar year of the In Right Standing podcast, a podcast for the unique, the peculiar, and the chosen who want to live right and at the end of the day, be in right standing with themselves, with others. I'm your host, Jada Cofield, and on today's episode, I'd like to talk to you about how you can light it up. Before we get started, let me say I am so extremely excited to share with you today and be back in the chair. Things are well. A special thank you to Raina and Elton. If you have not already heard, we are on TV now, and you may already be watching us on your Roku TV. Just go to your Roku channel store and download the In Right Standing Network channel, and voila! We have great new original series programming we will be rolling out and would love for you to join us there. Be sure to also tune in to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and wherever you like to listen to your favorite podcasts. I'm sure we are there too. Light what, you may ask? Your life, your vision your purpose, and your future. How does one light it up? Simply by learning how to pray. I will explain. As I have mentioned to you before, I have taught prayer around the world and have led prayer departments in different ministries. And one of the many things I have observed from being in this position is that I have discovered Many people who profess to be believers, love God, and or are leaders and ministers themselves honestly do not know how to pray. I'm not surprised. It is not until we get in smaller groups or I really start to listen to the hearts of people, this issue is revealed. In other words, they do not have a relationship with Christ. Do you know how many people know church, but not God? They know their pastor, but not God. They know the Bible, but not Jesus. One comes to know the Father and His ways through prayer. It is the one thing the disciples pleaded with the Lord to teach them. Teach us to pray. They had seen miracles, heard the gospel, but they knew collectively they did not know how to access the will of the Father. Yet, he was right there amongst them. What a hot mess. Think about it. He has healed the sick, cast out demons, stilled the waters, and much more. And now, there is a request to learn to pray. So what is the real issue? Prayer is one of the most neglected privileges, gifts, weapons, and direct access we have. Many people use prayer as a last resort rather than a first. Many people choose not to pray because of one of the following thoughts, reasons, or myths. One, they were never taught how to pray. Two, They think they are unworthy to be heard. Three, they were taught the wrong way to pray. Four, 
They were afraid to pray or ask God for anything. Five, nothing happened when they prayed. Six, prayer seems like, oh, such a struggle. Seven, they believe we live in a closed universe and everything is fixed. And lastly, eight, prayer is for the weak and those who cannot figure it out on their own. I can understand all these reasons and even I myself have fallen into one of those categories at some point in time. That is why I personally still attend prayer summits, plug into others who pray and workshops and books and just pray and always will. I do not think there is one set way to pray and I have not arrived. And I know for a fact in my own personal walk with Christ, it has changed over the years like a normal relationship should. However, What has remained the same is my sacred time with God and the constant communication I believe I have with the Father and that prayer affords me. So exactly how does one develop their own prayer life? Where do I start? Is even having a prayer life important? Why should I light it up? Research has shown that prayer and meditation can calm your nervous system. Prayer can shut down your fight or flight response, and it can make you less reactive to negative emotions and less angry. It can give you a feeling of emotional support, and we all need that. A 2004 study on religious coping methods in the Journal of Health Psychology found that people who approach God as a partner or collaborator in their life had better mental and physical health outcomes than people who are angry at God, who feel punished or abandoned, had worse outcomes. If that is the case, what is prayer? According to the Greek Strong's Concordance definition to prayer, it means to make a petition, to ask or beg for something earnestly or humbly, to supplicate, which means request, to entreat communication, which means engage another in your affairs, a complaint, a meditation, it's a talk, it's contemplation, and to reach someone by utterance or babbling or a hymn or song. Prayer is any one of those definitions at any given time. Now, let us look at what prayer does not mean. Wishful thinking, positive thinking, or just wishing for the best. Manipulating God by saying, if I do this or say this or give this, I can get my way. Or you will do this for me, God. Telling God exactly what you want all the time and expecting to get it immediately. You just talking and never listening. Or you pray as an excuse not to walk by faith. And just because you pray publicly or in the group does not mean you can pray privately. Now we know what prayer is and we know what prayer is not. Next, we must find its origin. What was the basis for prayer and under what circumstances was it performed? So the first thing I do in my prayer class or summit is ask the question, 
based on the Strong's Concordance definition of prayer I gave you above, when or where was the first prayer performed or even mentioned? And the answer is in the beginning. The answer is simple. God lit up the whole world by a simple utterance and request. I often offer this place as a good place to start to pray. You see, in the beginning, the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep, and the Spirit moved upon the face of the waters. And God said, let there be light, and there was light. Wow, that can easily sum up anyone's life. We all have experienced, are experiencing, or will experience moments that do not have form. Things are definitely void or do not exist, dark, or are too deep to comprehend. So the first prayer was requesting there to be light. You need to light it up. Why do we make prayer so hard? Because sometimes we just do not know. There are moments in my time of prayer or throughout my day, I simply say, Lord, let there be light. And yes, there is the Lord's prayer. However, when the disciples asked Jesus to teach them, the request itself was a prayer. They engaged Jesus in a dialogue by making a supplication or request for him to show them the way, the light in which they should pray. Asking the light for the light, which led to more light being exposed. Let there be light. We cannot see our way, your hand, or what is next, or how to pray. See, that is not hard. The earth itself started out just like you and I, yet this same earth is the one in which we are to be fruitful and multiply upon. But for one to do that, we need light, the light. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. His word says, let there be light. And when I speak that and pray it and meditate on it, it begins to illuminate my path. Show me where to go, how to go, and when to go. Amen. Light it up. He is the way, the truth, and the light. You and I need light. Confusion is birthed in darkness. Let there be light. Then I either wait to see the answers throughout my day, or days I wait to hear what I believe comes to my heart. Learning how to see light and understand it. Why? Because the light shineth in darkness and the darkness comprehended not. Darkness does not mix and cannot mix with light. Darkness is only dispelled because the light overtakes it by its brilliance. Darkness does not understand light. Full stop, point blank, period. If it did, there would be no darkness. As soon as you turn off the light, darkness reappears. The two will never mix. Hence why we are encouraged to be the light of the world. God allows darkness and it will always be among us. Therefore, you have those who love darkness rather than light. And hence why darkness does not come to light. 
light dispels darkness. Just like the earth and its rotation with the sun, night falls because we fall out of the alignment with the light. The light or sun is ever present and constant. It is what is fixed or constant, just like God and the earth rotates around it daily and annually. Therefore, the sun seems to rise in the morning when in fact it is the earth or us who is really arising. Arise and shine for your light has come. Are you hearing me? When you have an awakening, you get up or arise or have a realization of truth. You see the sun or as the earth you are coming into the alignment of the light. Your light has come. Even though we say the sun is rising, no, it is you. When the scripture says your light has come, has is used with a past participle to form the present perfect tense. This tense designates action which began in the past but continues into the present. or the effect of the action continues into the present grace and peace to you from him who is and who was and who is to come the light is there you must arise and align with it the sun is symbolic of christ and even as we await his great return the light is past and present because it is always there So many of you want to see what you are in, what you are dealing with. What's my outcome? What is my future? Clarity. Then you must arise and align. You are the one arising or coming into the alignment, not the sun. What has been will be again, and what has been done will be done again. There is nothing new under the sun. The light or the sun is ever present and constant. Jesus and the physical sun. Thank God. Amen and hallelujah to that. So is the darkness. Therefore, when something comes into alignment with the sun, it is lit. Hence why Jesus says, "I am the way," which indicates a direction or alignment, the truth and the light. That statement also indicates it is a journey to him. There is a way you must go to see him. Just like the earth as it rotates, it has a specific journey to come into the sunlight. There's no other way for the earth to get lit. Even the moon, which is a lesser light and a metaphor of a believer, it gets its glow and light from the sun. If it did not reflect the sun's light, you would not be able to see it. You can be seen when God lights you up. Let there be light. I am so enjoying this conversation. I've always found it intriguing that the argument became over teaching our children evolution and the Big Bang theory, but through it all, the truth remained the same and is well lit. Every child in primary school throughout the world is taught about the earth, its rotation and the sun. No one can deny or refute that truth. 
the universe speaks and the universe speaks loudly. The statement, let there be, means to permit. It is a directive of what needs to come. You and I must allow light to come into our hearts and mind. It will not just happen. Light separates the real from the fake, the light from the darkness and the obscurity of a matter to a clear understanding. But you will be presented with it, but you must let it be in order to receive. Because remember, darkness cannot comprehend light. It can only be dispelled or it chooses not to allow or expect the light. Learning how to let there be light is your choice. When darkness falls upon the earth, it is because the positioning of the earth is away from the sun. Selah. See to it then that the light within you is not darkness. So even here again, we see darkness is not only a choice. Light must be one as well. When day and night was established, this was as a healthy time barrier. This darkness was not permanent and was to indicate rest, a boundary for the formation of earth. However, the full earth needed light, clarity, direction, and boundaries. Who may need that now? Everything begins and ends with prayer. In Genesis, he says, let there be light. And in the end, in Revelation, his last words are identifying himself as the bright and morning star. Oh, my word. A star is yet another light that can be seen only up against the backdrop of darkness. Light it up. You want to get into something? Let there be light. You want to end a thing? Let there be light. Sometimes we get stuck in prayers and even I must remind myself of this simple prayer. Lord, let there be light. The three biggest decisions you will ever make in your life will be one, what you are going to believe or in whom you will believe, your salvation. Two, what you choose as a career. And three, who you are going to marry. And you and I, my friend, need there to be light when making all three of these decisions. Hello. Yes, we have made mistakes in these areas and for some even chose darkness. But remember, the light is always present. We must align with it. He forgives us. We must find our way back to the true light. Light it up, God. Prayer is not complicated. We make it that way. If you have never truly prayed for yourself or to God, just start by saying, God, let there be light in my life. Then leave it. Watch and see. Prayer should be something you want to do and enjoy doing. It should be a staple in your life. Anyone can pray. I was having a very insightful conversation with a family member the other day about prayer. And they said to me, I realized people were praying for me and it helped save me. But I must pray for myself to sustain me. And I agree. You must come to learn God for yourself. And that happens through prayer. 
I recently had to make some decisions based on the podcast and I could not see how to make the change. I prayed every day, let there be light. And I, and as I would go on throughout the day, weeks and months, I would either hear or see things that brought clarity to my decision. It took close to three months for everything to come into its full light. But like I mentioned in the War Women podcast, we as Cherokee descent contemplate matters for an exceptionally long time. We wait for the light. What I have realized is that things I think are so pressing and I must make a quick decision or not. If something is dark and not clear, void, or doesn't have form, it may need light and or may not be the way. And I say may not because not all dark moments are bad, but there is a difference between dark moments and darkness as a result of spiritual blindness. Either way, I must ask for light and wait for the light or move in the light. I need the light. You need the light. I end with this. When Jesus spoke again to the people, he said, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of light. Light it up. Thank you for tuning in for another episode of the In Right Standing podcast. I surely had fun today in the presence of God. If you would like to join me for an exclusive behind the scenes of the podcast creation, my business and my travels along with a more in-depth conversation about the podcast topics, be sure to join me over in the group app, inrightstanding.group.app forward slash invite. The link is also in the description below and in the show notes. It's a private group and an investment to join. We would love to have you if you would like to come. And remember, at the end of the day, I want you to be in right standing with yourself, with others, and most importantly, with Christ. Until next time, the Lord be with you. Bye! (laughs) Yes! (laughs) Amen.